All right, mm-hmm. Crossroads Podcast number nine. Joe number Ryan. Nine. Yeah, number nine, number nine. It's the lucky number nine. The old, uh, I'm sure you, do you ever hear that Beatles thing? Number nine, number nine. That sounds familiar. You know, it was some like music legend that they, I don't know, there was something about it, but mm-hmm. how's the music in Great Falls for you? Um, on a scale of one to nine, it's like a nine. <laughs> it's you a know? nine? It's like a <laughs> <laughs> it's like is it a, a nine or a nine. nun i don't know it's like, a, it's like a niner you know what i mean a niner it's so good dang when you throw in the niner then it's tip top yeah well, i'm you glad know to hear it, it man yeah exactly so it's like um this is my first time doing a um a zoom thing well yeah you have the audio podcast is it only audio yeah it's just audio right now the get after it podcast yeah get after it podcast the underscore get after it podcast all you gotta do is google that and then sift through the other 12 or 13 podcast name get after it podcast and oh is there boom bam you'll see us with our original amazing idea and just be <laughs> <laughs> well everybody almost everybody's got a podcast nowadays you know but uh like I was saying, actually, you were one that inspired me to start doing a podcast. I was like, oh, man, he's got a podcast going on. I should try getting into that. What made you want to start podcasting? Um, I don't know. I, like, I think that first, the same thing, when I just I saw other people do it, I was like, let's try this. This seems cool. And then I got into it a little bit, and um, I just ran out of gas. You know, like that's the tough part is to like just keep going with your idea and not get um, bogged down and like all everything, you know, a million things can bog you down. And then I found um, my partner, Brian. And so it's just like a cool, it's interesting, you know, no matter what we talk about. So it's all I know that no matter what, I'm going to put in a couple hours with this guy. And it'll be interesting for me and at least, and we'll have like a product that's pretty listenable every time, you know? So it's like, it became easy, you know? So all of a sudden I was like, okay, this is something that I can sustain, you know, and keep right. going with, you know? So are you doing it regularly? Yeah. We try to record, um, twice a week. Oh, twice a week. Yeah. I need to tune in better. I'm just now starting to tune in. Because you guys got them on. I listened to it on Apple. Yeah. But see, I'm going to start. I need to start getting this podcast onto those other platforms. You guys got on Spotify and stuff? or? Yeah, we're on all the, I don't know, all the major ones. Pop, all the pod catchers or whatever they call them. Nice. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on all kinds of. So, like, that, that was interesting to kind of, like, get into. You know, you get your, we use RSS dot com you know to like upload it to the main one and then we kind of all just get the different ones to and then we kind of upload them all at the same time once you get everything set um yeah that's what we were that's you know so all we wanted to do is just like talk to interesting people and um in the first 50 podcasts you want to figure out like who like what who who are you and why are you interesting you know because like I don't know, you know, like you, you can't just like 
decide this is why I'm interesting. Sometimes you got to like, you got to listen back and then, and then listen to other people that listen in and go, Oh, I like this and that about what the, what you guys are talking about or the directions you go in or whatever little thing. And then, you know, a lot of the feedback can be surprising. You're like, Oh, I didn't understand. I wouldn't have expected that you'd like those silly little noises. Oh, right. Sound yeah. Effects that we do. But, okay, <laughs> I did hear that. Of- and I was like, Oh, yeah. that's cool. You guys got the other things going on as well. Yeah. We tried to do it. Um, like all live, just all, you know, we don't do any post editing you know, cause we're just like, we're two busy guys. And so we True. just like have an idea if we can get an interview. Cool. If not, we're just going to get together and talk about whatever. And then, um, we just, we just know going in like, okay, we're just going to have a conversation. It's going to be live and we are not going to, edit, unless we, t- unless we make some huge mistake or, you right. know, whatever. And we just got to like edit it out. You know, I think we've done right. that one time just to be sensitive to somebody's uncle or something like that. You know, we were right. sensitive. It's like a, a situation. And, uh, but other than that, now we don't edit anything and all the, so like what we have is we just got the Rodecaster Pro. It's like that, um, it's a mixer, but it's made for podcasting. Oh, okay. And so they make it really easy. There's just like six pads that you can program to be anything you want. Just like little sound bytes that you could record or download for free or whatever just have them ready and so we just have like you know funny little sounds just kind of ready and we see how they work you know because we're still under 50 we're just on episode 39 so once we get to 50 you know we're going to reconsider everything you know maybe we're thinking about rebranding changing the name because you know it was like after we found after we named it and got mm-hmm. you know, some of the channel going and all that stuff. Um, we kind of did the, then we did the research. And oh, then right. found out there was so many other people that had already named their podcast that. <laughs> right. Like, Part of the learning of it, I guess, since you were just getting started, is that why you named it the get after it? Like, yeah, it was just an idea that we wanted to um, interview people that were getting after it. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Uh, yeah. Following their dream or whatever. And then we just wanted to hear the story. Like, well, if what, whatever level of success that you've wanted to get, where are you? And then how'd you get there? You know, because somebody out there might be trying to do the same thing you're doing. and Maybe you can spread the good info and, and you know get get somebody started on their dreams yeah well i think the podcasting really helps no matter what you got going on what are you do you have any ultimate goals with the podcast is it something you think you would do for a while because i'm like i could get used to this yes i would love to do it um professionally or semi-professionally we'd love to be um who people look to for like advertising you know like if uh whoever even if it's locally Justin Great Falls, cool. I'd be happy with that. You know, if we could be just like, you know, how the local radio would mm-hmm. sell advertising and talk about your product or your event coming up. If we could get enough um, enough listeners, you know, the podcasting is cool because like it's what somebody will put on and be listening. You know, they're not they don't have it in the background. You know, you'd have music in the background or whatever, and then you have right. the commercial in between, right? But with podcasting, whoever's listening to this is listening to every word. They're just like tuned in, they're getting, and then it's so if you talk about something like an event coming up, 
or maybe a piece of gear that you just love that's brand new and you want to set up an affiliate link or Amazon link on your face, whatever your website. And you want mm-hmm. to talk about it and say, Hey man, if you go buy this thing, because I said all the things I love about it, that'd be cool. I'll get a little commission, you know, that yeah. we're, we're, we're open to all that, you know, but we, we, what you got to do first or what we want, what we figure we got to do first is um, we got to figure out if we're, um, if we're any good at it, you know, after, you know, cause you give, get, get a goal of 50 of them, you know, 50 solid or more hours of this. And then you can listen back to something and hopefully you've marketed it a little bit to your friends and family. And then maybe it grew a little bit and then you can look at it and go, was this good? Should we keep doing this? Or I think totally change, you know, or what? I mean, in my opinion, I think it's rad what you guys got going on. And, you know, it's that consistency thing. Like you've done it almost 50 now i'm like man i feel like a lot of people don't even pay attention until you've done like that much then they're like okay oh maybe i'll they start to tune in after you've already done all this footwork yeah yeah that's true but i mean uh i so i was stoked to see because i met you originally from music i think the first time i met you was here in helena playing a show yep probably the jester's bar yeah so how long have you been doing music and how do you even get into that? Well, um, not to totally that... slide off a podcast, but yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's like, it's part of the, you know, the alternative lifestyle that we're trying to cobble together. You know, you got your music, you try to do something like with marketing, like podcasting, if you can to help yourself, and then maybe you can turn it into something to pad the financial part of your music thing. If it's like, because everything kind of ebbs and flows, you know. Yeah, and ebb so, and flow. That's the band, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the segue to the band. It but is like, a great band name, by the way. Thank you. That's a uh, friend of mine, Tom Pepe, and I came up with that uh, when we were kind of tossing around a new band name. And um, we were thinking about, well, we're going to start with like playing covers that we like, but we're going to kind of be, we're going to add in the jam band part of it. We're okay. We're going to play this cover. It's going to be kind of our own. You're going to recognize it, but then we're going to let people take solos as if we are more of a jam ish band, you know? So that was the aim. So we've ebb and flow. That's what we're thinking. We're like, not quite a jam band, but we're not quite a like total, like a tribute band either. We're not like a cover band specifically covers, you know? We're, right. We are have fun with it. It makes it more enjoyable experience, probably for you and the audience. Yeah, but to answer your question, I got into music when I was 26. I was well. I sang uh, in high school, I guess, and I was mm-hmm. in a band, and we did like you know Green Day and Offspring covers and popular stuff of the day. Nice. And um, then. I decided I wanted to um, do music in bars. I wanted to do acoustic stuff. And that's when you met me. I was like Mm -hmm. maybe a year or two into that, just trying to play wherever I want, wherever I could. Anyone that would say, yes, I'll I'll let you play for a little bit of money. I would show up and try to play as best I could with my acoustic. And um, Way to be. I mean, that's like, even that in itself is, you know, kind of like living the dream in a sense. Yeah, travel around, play your guitar. You know, yeah. there was a time when it was hard to even do that. Yeah, that's when I started. I, you know, when I, I started off just trying to get my stage time, trying to get that 
um i wanted to stop being nervous on stage i just i just wanted to be have it be this natural thing and to get better as a musician and mm -hmm. so i tried to do that and now i found that i like to play places like ski hills i like to play places like restaurants i like to play places where i'm like the background music and i'm not like the maybe the main event usually when i'm doing mm -hmm. my solo thing and so right. that opened up all this all this um all this, all this small time, all this small money, all these small jobs that you can kind of put together pretty easily. Cause like, uh, uh, there's a, there's another type of musician that they want, they're looking to be the superstar. They want to walk in, they want the lights to go out. They want a spotlight, right. you know? And I like, I mean, I think that's fun too. I've done it a, you know, a couple times here and there. I've experienced things like that, but I find that I just like playing the songs that I want to play which are quiet jazzy songs or obscure blues or pop songs from my era, maybe a little reggae here and there. And then, and then now as I'm getting my weekly shows doing this background music thing, I've been really getting to, into outlaw country and that sort of thing. And kind of nice. like just learning this little. And so I've, I've found this, this way of life that I, I like to, um, I get to basically play whatever I want to play. I get to like have places to do it where people appreciate that I'm there but I'm not like, I don't have lights on me. I got a smoke machine, you know, but then I just started this band called Evan Flow and we got a saxophone uh, player. We nice. got a keyboard player and we got a five piece band and I do have the lights and we do have the smoke and people oh, are looking sure. at us. Dude, I want to see your band. Dancing. I don't think I've ever seen your band. It's so new. We just had our second show. Well, with all of oh, the on the, sixth? the second show. Yeah, that was probably, that was our first show officially as a five piece nice. that was the first time we ever did that How so was it? it was like so fun i mean we, we we packed the place enough so that the door cover was totally adequate nice uh, which is good we we're worried about that because it's like usually as a background singer i'm not i'm not charging a cover you know what i mean but with a band it's a new thing you got to charge a cover sometimes and you got to like market oh yeah you got to try to bring the crowd as best you can um, to make it worth it for the bar that night, who's paying a little bit extra for the the bigger show. And right. so um, that was great. And then to play a smaller place, which was, it used to be called a Burton Ernie's. I think you guys have one over there in Helena. Mm -hmm. or, and, and so it's like a similar kind of a cool open style laid back sort of restaurant uh, that's uh, been newly purchased by uh, a German, a German couple that just have like, like maybe a, uh, hundreds of german beers and like totally cool cocktails nice. so it's like a swank, kind of a swanky place you know so you got this <laughs> cool. cool vibe you know and it was just so fun you know it's fun to play um obscure funk music you know like the meters sissy strut um it's uh fun to play the police you know what i mean it's groovy it's like it's groovy and stuff. it's so yeah. much different than playing by yourself like it's nice, like you say, and it's good to have that balance, like you say, between things of your chilled down, like just solo stuff. Yep. And hey, if it keeps you busy and, you know, when people are out there, I remember reading books of like how to make it as a musician and how to stay busy. You know, of course, somebody like you say might have that rock star dream of like huge crowd and the lights, but around montana if you want to stay busy playing gigs or you know there's certain environments and certain styles yeah. so 
yeah, you got to play certain genres. Like if you want the bigger shows and you want to stay busy, you know, you just got to play that straight ahead country. You know, you got to have a voice like George Strait, or you got to play some of that uh, bluegrass, that fun, right. dancey, that rock, that new grass or whatever. Um, so, and other stuff too. But there's like, you know, if you want to go, go that route and, and stay busy and get those big crowds, um, that's more power to you. You know, there's bands that do that, but it just wasn't for me. You know, I just, I, after touring around the state, not too far, but like, you know, doing the road thing, and <clears throat> I just long. realized that I just kind of like playing the music that I want to play. And I honestly felt that I wasn't to a level like musician wise and my singing and my pre presentation, the way I played my guitar. I just wasn't at a level that I felt, um, I don't know, I wanted to tour with. So I felt like to take other types of shows, I, I could like hone my craft, you know, and get to a level where I can look at myself in the mirror, record myself and listen back and go, oh yeah, I'm actually hitting it now. Okay, yes, now is the time. I feel like I'm getting better. Or, mm, you know, I don't know if I'm going to try that one again. I need to really work on what I thought I was doing there. Ugh, you know, to oh, yeah. Self-reflection. It helps you get better. Yeah. So do you do you write your own music at all? I've always kind of wondered that about you. Mm -hmm. Do you have recordings? Yep. I've got a couple um, CDs. I was just asked about one. I did like a just a, a real limited version of a, a 100 CDs couple mm -hmm. years ago um, and I have a couple songs playing on the local radio here with my last band called Joe Ryan and the Groove where we had oh just I remember amazing, that we had an amazing trumpet player so a couple songs um, but I wouldn't say that I ever play those songs you know like I, I don't uh, so rarely maybe I've pulled them out once or twice in the last two or three years because I just kind of focus on um, learning my my genres learning my my rhythms learning my because like my my goal has been to write music mm -hmm. and i want and i want to write music that requires all these skills that i don't have like you know? um like the other instrument stuff yep. or yep like other instruments um sometimes for example like i would get into this a studio situation Mm -hmm. And I would, I would have a handful of songs and I'd have some chords, right? But I just wasn't at a level where I could even think about the bass line. Was that going to sound like? Uh, oh, right. Uh, what, what, do I, what am I looking for with the drums that would really push this song forward in a way that I was kind of thinking? You know what I mean? I can't even talk to a drummer at this point and say, well, here's what I want. Here's what I want it to sound like, you know? Right. And so I chose um, GarageBand and uh, oh, I, I got a little Focusrite interface. And nice. I started to just like learn using an SM57 microphones, going direct, all that stuff, learning how to do my own, uh, make my own beats with a sequencer. Nice. Now I'm at a level where like, I'm excited to write music with people. Not that I want to write the baseline or I want to write the drums or anything like that, but I know that I can write the outline by myself and then send it to my guys and they can listen and go, Oh, I kind of know what you're going for. And then nice. do something that's way badass, you know, with their skills. Cool. So dude, that's pretty rad. That home setup is definitely the way to go nowadays. I mean, going to studios, I'll, I enjoy that. Um, but I've always that home studio setup. So is your old recording just you and a guitar? 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've got one that's uh, me and a guitar, and then the other one is my band and I, the group. Oh, nice. Do you think you'd ever uh, plan to put any of your recordings onto like the um, like Spotify and stuff like that? You know, once I get a little more serious with this band, I think I might dig those up and try, you know, start to add those. Uh, but right now I have just a few of them on um, a reverb page, okay. like a, a totally um, neglected reverb page. <laughs> I know how you know that is. I probably have a very neglected <laughs> reverb page as well. Yeah. But uh, I was reminded the other day when I was kind of, I was looking for these files and I was like, because uh, I was trying to prepare for an original show I did out in Fort Benton. I did, mm -hmm. I cobbled together all of my originals into about an hour. And then I had a friend of mine do his uh, originals and he had about an hour. And then we would just like back each other up on guitar, that sort of thing. Nice. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. But then as I was looking at it uh, and trying to search around, I was like, oh, yeah, I've got my reverb page. And it had a couple of these songs that I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, I wrote this like simple little blues song that I forgot that I wrote. That's kind of cool. You know, so it's fun to um, write things and then put them away and move forward and, and, and not yeah. think about it. But then years later, you're like, huh, what was I thinking? Oh, I don't know. That's, that's kind of cool. Let's, maybe I could use this and turn it into something else now that is the beauty of music and recording and it's you know it always kind of blows my mind how uh how we can remember so much music in our heads like different songs um yeah i was talking so you play with ryan severson in the band or do you have you got like a steady lineup now or you, uh, yeah right to find a lineup it was super hard to find a lineup um the, all the guys that were kind of at the same with the same mindset you know right and Ryan Severson is our guitar player. Um, nice. Jay Dixon is our saxophone player. So he's a new guy from uh, just kind of moved here um, in the Air Force. Oh, okay. So we'll have, we'll have him hopefully for a year and a half, two years. And, um, you know, cross your fingers. Yeah. Saxophone. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Sounds so good. It fits, it fits the type of music we're doing so well. Um, and then uh, Johnny Ritchie, who was... Um, came real close to replacing piano pat in the um, recent contest over at the sip and dip oh they have an in-house guy or something is that the deal yeah so at that uh, the sip and dip here in great falls uh famous for mermaids uh, yeah i still have mermaids. never seen the mermaids I i've tried to mm -hmm. i go at the wrong time every time i guess i think you just gotta like just come on like a friday or saturday around you know seven-ish something like that they'll be there swimming around you know if there's nothing i mean I know, check their facebook to make sure they're not like draining the pool and repainting it or whatever I, that would be my luck right not every time right. um, but it's a super tiny place um little tiki themed bar and uh, we did have a very kind of famous and well-beloved um lady named piano pat who was like I don't remember her age, but she was very, very old and was just about to retire and then had sadly passed away. <clears throat> and oh, so, they did a, yeah, it was Rest like we were all very sad to lose her um, because she was just I mean, she must have been playing that show. I mean, as a as a lady, as a female musician, she was holding down that solo show in a bar, like playing till midnight, one o'clock when they used to smoke in the bar, too. Oh, and, man. And she's like 
you know, like she's like surrounded by people. You could sit around her piano and tip her and be like, hey, can we do, you know, request a song that's, you know, a lot of sing-alongs like New right. York, New York, and everyone's singing that together, right? Bar shows, so, like playing for the bar. Chris, yeah, exactly. cool energy. <laughs> so so um, the guy who got real close in that, Johnny Ritchie, his, his videos were up on that uh, website, on their Facebook, on the Sip and Dip Facebook. He's now our piano player. So I was like, I was, mm. it was weird. I was conflicted. I was like, man, I really hope that he gets this spot. It'd be super cool to, for him to have this weekly show. Um, but I also want him selfishly for my band. Uh, yeah, right? for sure. Well, I'm glad that, you know, things, I guess, have a way of working out, working themselves out. Yeah, so we're going to try to have as much fun as we can. Um, also, T.C. Hirsch, um, he's a great drummer, um, and he has a local uh, KGPR. That's our local uh, Montana radio. He does, like, oh. a jazz show. Oh, really? A week, yeah, a weekly jazz show, like the world of jazz. And he just, nice. like, goes gets these obscure, cool, groovy jazz tunes, and he just tells you a little backstory about them. And he's really fun to play with. Um, nice. yeah, man. I don't but, think I've ever met him in person. Just communicated through the internet hopefully one of these days i'll see you guys yeah. in person next year after this winter mm -hmm. we should be getting around a little more and i'm sure you guys will probably be playing more gigs what you said you had your first official gig as a five piece just recently yeah and that was at the keller guys here in great falls and they um they invited us back to do like a monthly show so we'll be there oh, beautiful yeah, it went really well. I think we fit the place. The crowd liked it. The owners liked it. Um, we liked it. So it was like a you know win-win fun thing. And they said, let's do this once a month. See how it works out. Hey, right on. You have yeah. other uh, regular gigs? You do solo ones around town regularly? or? Yeah, every Wednesday from 530 to 830, I'm at the Halftime Sports Bar doing my solo show it's cool come in there watch the sports watch the games i'm your background music kind of deal i'm hey, man, making a sports bar a little more fancy you know right um, and then the other one is a place that we call the beck so that's the black eagle um country club and it's hmm. kind of a smaller dive bar feel but they got great breakfast and lunch and i do a sunday morning show at 10 a.m to 1 p.m I was wondering about that, how that is. Because I, I don't think I've ever really done, like, early shows. How is it doing the early ones? It takes – well, I've, I've done, like, a coffee show on a Saturday about the same time, and it takes some preparation. Like, you can't just, like, wake up and roll out of bed and go do it. You know, you got to have a couple hours to wake up at least. you got to warm up your voice. You know, like, you know, like, cause a lot of times I don't warm up my voice like I should, mm. but in the mornings, like I have to, like, I have to go through like the things you might remember from choir. I'll go through them, you know, I'll have spray, um, voice spray. Um, oh, you mean the, uh, little warmups to tune your voice up? Yeah. Yep, little little warmup exercises. Yeah. It actually does <clears throat> make a difference and it'll save you in the long run from, you know, what I've heard. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like all, I mean, it goes from me not being able to hit notes and I sound really raspy to being okay. Now I'm clear and I can hit the notes I want to hit. It's not so, I mean, it's hard if you can't do it. It feels like a struggle. Um, but that's the place where I was like, well, it's a morning show. I'm thinking it's a Sunday morning. 
And so I'm trying to put myself in their place, right? Like, what would you want if, um, like, if you're in a bar um, having a drink on a Sunday morning, right? Chances are you maybe had some drinks last night. Right, yeah. The night before. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe these people had some drinks last night. So I'm going to try just to give them, like, uh, some quiet jazz, maybe some folk maybe some old bob dylan you know some finger picking stuff see if anyone smiles at me you know and goes you know hey, hey thanks or they'll come over and tip me <clears throat> i don't tips are always nice oh yeah and then i'll just try some country or whatever and and then depending on that that, that crowd i mean they'll just say you know play whatever i don't know why you're trying to read us like we like play adele play a the humpty dance by digital underground and play whatever it comes to your mind and we love it all we love nice. the variety just being mm-hmm. you being there and just vibing out doing your thing yeah. yep. and you know there's something i was recently looking into something i'm trying to figure out you know i'm pretty techie and that's what's cool about you is that you seem to be pretty tech savvy as well like you're understanding how to get this podcasting thing going and i mm-hmm. see that they're doing more like virtual performance stuff nowadays where mm. people would like be able to tip you through the internet and everything like that. I'm like, huh? Yeah. This is kind of weird. I don't know how I'd like it. Cause there's just nothing like being out and like real people, you know? Yeah. The, <clears throat> I think the struggle is there. It's like, you still got to like set up a cool stage. So it looks cool. And then you got to still market the heck out of it. Try to get people that you think would, you know, participate with you. And then you got to like have good sound, you know, you got to like go the extra mile and get like an interface, you know, make sure you're plugging in real nice and then figuring a way to like, then have that interact with your camera live. Then, um, yeah, I've seen, and I see when you do it like a, a weekly thing and you just like put up on the, in the screen, just here's my Venmo, right. For tips. I think it's pretty cool, especially like um, you're you're doing like original stuff. Like people like, I I think that's why everyone should try originals, you know, like because it like people really appreciate how hard it was to come up with that yourself, you know, and they even if it's not yours. Because I don't know if I ever have. Oh, except that like live shows, if you Mm -hmm. like mix them in between. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah dude like if you ever put any of your solo stuff on the internet i would definitely check that out well cool i'm trying to challenge myself to do an album of solo stuff like i've got my little my mini focus right solo all set up and i'm like you know what why don't i just like plug in get some words ready get some chords ready you know and get and get something real simple just out there just for fun you, I like that. Well, do you play a, like a steel string acoustic guitar? Or do you play a nylon string? I play. Um, well, now I play exclusively nylon string. You do. How do you like it? It's the. It's saved my life. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because Dude, at I first, love I the could... sound of them and the feel. Yeah, nice, well, for sure. Yeah, I used to play um, all kinds. I was into um, <clears throat> regular acoustics. I was into. Um, you know, like uh, that slide guitar, like you used to do. I remember. Mm-hmm. I can do. I, I used to do a ton of that. I was into it, man. It was like so fun. Oh, for sure. Um, 
but then I was playing so many shows back then, like five, six shows a week years ago. I don't do that anymore. Four, mm -hmm. I'm like four shows a week now. <laughs> hey, that's great, man. I'm still, you know, I'm in there watching. Yeah. Um, but, but with this, it was like my, the squeezing of my hand and then this motion. Cause I don't, I don't play with a pick. I kind of, I kind of whack at it. Nice. I, I love it. Fingers. Or I, or I oh, what's your like finger easy. picky, Diddy? It's like a yeah. Hey, you're the first. Uh, you're the first guitar that we've had on the podcast so far. Cool, man. Yeah, I dig it, man. That's oh, the shoot. point. You know, I'm trying to do that with the Crossroads thing and get more. Uh, stay. You know, I still tap into the hip hop world, but the singer songwriter acoustic, I love it, you know? Yeah. I like both too. You know, there's um there's something funky about it all. Like I love the way that hip hop has a um <clears throat> there's a you know when you got a good beat and then you got that that snare drum that can just come in and just add that you know, just like another thing. Like that's what I'm hearing with a good rapper. You know, they uh -huh. just they would they really know how to feel the beat and they know how to use their lyrics to like come in and like be part of the drum, be part of the rhythm. But we're not hearing that. We're hearing the, the cool, hopefully cool lyrics that rhyme or closely right. rhyme. <laughs> yeah. Music is so ever changing. So do you play guitar in the um, Ebb and Flow band? No, I play bass in that one. So you do play the bass in that. I seen the picture and I was like, wait, is he playing bass here? Yeah, it's like a baby bass. So this is a three-fourth size guitar, you know, uh -huh. kind of a smaller guitar, a little Gibson. Oh, beautiful. Gibson. They were got not out. very popular, so I got them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got to get you. Man, that – I don't think I've ever played a Gibson nylon guitar, especially a three-quarter size. That's rad. I can't find if you see one just call me i've been trying to find another one just in case this one ever something happens to it mm -hmm. like the only um so i have a backup guitar and it's just a yamaha nylon string three-fourth size student guitar which mm -hmm. is all the same dimensions but you know it was only like 100 maybe 130 bucks maybe i can't remember mm -hmm. i just put a pickup in it and bam i've got a backup guitar and with the bass um, it was kind of the same thing. Like I love the sound of a, just a, a regular P bass, you know, just a regular size, classic P bass. Mm -hmm. um, I love that sound. And I tried to play them, uh, but they're just a little too big. You know, my hands are getting tired from the repetition. Uh, but then I found that baby bass. Well, I was playing like a, um, just a short er bass, like one of those Gretsch basses. But then I found mm -hmm. something even smaller, like it's half size that they came out and it was a half size P bass. And I was like, ugh, half size P bass, you say. Because I want <laughs> I, I need to be able to like sing, because I'm the lead singer in the band and playing mm -hmm. bass. And so like when I'm like trying to sing up here and like keep my, you know, where my I've got my microphone over here, it I, you know, I gotta look, I don't want to be able to have to look down at what I'm doing as much. Right. And I don't have I don't have real big hands at all. So like to have such a small bass, like I can do all the stuff I need to do almost without looking. I do look, but I was almost without looking now. 
Nice. Dude, I gotta check that out. Yeah, I was trying to see if there was some videos of you guys on the internet. There's probably just ones that people may have captured at a show or something like that, huh? Yeah, I'll try to get my own video next time or go live, you know, so we'll just have it up there so people can just kind of see. Uh, we did have a photographer at the last show, but I'm not sure if he got any video and I didn't get any video. So I'm like, ah, it's sometimes I'm too in the moment. Well, know? that's the thing is, you know, that's it. Plus, you're kind of behind it if you're arranging the shows and you kind of got to wear that hat, too, of doing the business of it and lining up the shows and communicating with the bar owners or whatever yeah and i try to be like a the the anti-stereotypical lead singer you know so i come in <laughs> yeah that's and good I, and i set up the pa myself you know what i mean i do i do the sound check with everybody you know what i mean i'm not just like walking in like a prima donna <laughs> like hey everyone my, the gold, the golden voice is here. <laughs> right. Yeah, everybody does everything for me. Yes. And the, yes. where's the red carpet rolling out? No. <laughs> right, and then everyone stands up when I walk in the room, which is always really respectful and nice. I'm just kidding. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and that's another reason why I hit you up too, is because I was like, you have a presence, you know, amongst in the music community. I would say, you know. Where I'm like, yeah, um, when I try to think of who's who in what areas and who's doing things, I'm like, yeah, you, you've always been active. I've been trying. I mean, I've taken a few little breaks, but music You must is love it or something, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. This is what I want. Like, if I take a job, you know, a day job, I always consider it like a, um, my part-time gig. Like... It's just, yeah. this, this music thing is what I'm about, you know? And so as long as I can keep doing it and not hurt myself and not hurt nobody else. Hey, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, well, thanks for doing this with me. Thanks hey, for getting your guitar was, out. Yeah, this is, sorry, it's all out of tune. I'd play it a little more. Like, hey, but, it's all know. good. I like the look of it, though. Like, the body, it looks kind of like a beat up old like crossroads guitar you know that's what i imagine you go to the <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i, I, I kind of thought it was like kind of like a willie nelson style guitar yeah for someone, sure character someone, someone carved their initials in it wasn't me oh really yeah somebody did yeah that's beat up so you it's found a, a used up, guitar yeah it's a beat up uh 1967 Dude, gibson it just like, um, and I sold it one time. I just like, I was like, oh, I can't, it doesn't play in tune the way I want it to play. It doesn't sound like one of these big dreadnought guitars. I don't know if it's for me. And I sold it and a couple of years went by and I sold it to a guy in town who owns uh, a repair shop for guitars. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that he put it up on his Facebook for sale. And, he, and I was like, uh, and he, he changed the nut on it, you know, so fix that up a little bit. Oh, nice. That was, that was kind of broken. So he fixed that, fixed a couple other little things. So I came in, I played it. I was like, you know what? I just have to have it back. And I and I was thinking, you know, maybe this could be the thing because it's so effortless to play that I could start doing, you know, a ton of shows again and not worry about um, getting repetitive injuries or whatever you call that. Well, uh, dude, when, uh, when I've tried to show some people how to play guitar, 
uh, I don't think a lot of people realize how hard it is to actually I mean it's not the hardest thing in the world but it really does wear on your fingers and the nylon strings actually really help I got my son a nylon string to learn on because I'm like man it hurts so bad and then like you you probably play for hours at a time especially performing yep I play for uh, three hour shows you know usually yeah your hand starts getting stiff mm -hmm. yeah that's right. So I try to mix it up and, you know, you got to save your voice for tomorrow's show. You got to save your hands for tomorrow's show, you know, unless you're on American Idol and it's like the <laughs> finals or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. Like Then maybe you're like, yeah, let it all hang out, whatever. <laughs> give it everything. But what I'm trying to do is just, you know, give a give a nice solid show. Like every time you show up, I want you to know that. It's, it's not going to be garbage. You're going to hear something that's like, hmm, this guy is pretty good. He knows what he's doing. And I'm not going to, like, bother you when you're trying to, like, talk to a girl. Like, hey, how you doing? Oh, man, what's he trying to do to that song? <laughs> Anyways, my name's Joe. <laughs> you know, it, I'm going to create a cool vibe for everybody to get to know each other. You do have a cool vibe just in general, which I think is the, makes the biggest difference for any musician is just like the person you are which you know joe ryan jake ryan i don't think we're related at all mm. are you from great falls or what no i mean no i mean i don't think so. I, i'm from washington originally oh, okay. and then we moved to sims when i was in the seventh grade but um yeah that'd be weird my family's from seattle in the I mean, uh, yeah, I do definitely have Ryan family all over the place. I have no idea. We have a kinship, you know. We're not too different, you know. We're. I mean, are you like uh, really Irish? Are you like yeah. Irish? Yeah, me too. Like, I, I, we might be related. We might Let's be related. Who knows? Yeah. I might be like uncle or cousin Joe Ryan. You know what I mean? Well, I yeah. In my family, there's not a lot of musicians. They're pretty rare, but uh, I mean, I consider you a bro. You're my bro, my bro Joe. Yeah. So do you got? Do you play Hey Joe? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> dang. No, I want to. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah, my pop sent me a Hey Joe meme right after I got done talking to you, and I was like, oh, that's kind of ironic. Yeah. And then I hit you up. I'm like, Hey Joe. So <laughs> I'm always gonna be thinking that now. <laughs> yep, I get it a lot. I got to share my name with so many other, like, cu Cup of Joe is kind of my favorite. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude, uh, well, I'm going to have to tune into your podcast more and hopefully see you live. Hopefully one day I'll hear your music, even just your solo stuff on the internet, because I dig it. Yeah, man, I'll send you some. Um, once I get it all organized, I'll, be, I'll remember this. I'll be like, you know, Jake wanted to hear some of this stuff. I'll just send it his way, see what he thinks. Yeah. And then if I have anything recorded nowadays, I'll be like, hey, here's what I'm doing now. Take a listen. See what you think. And maybe we'll uh, get an idea on something to collaborate on. I would love it one day. I have another guitar that's like a nylon string. And, you know, one day we might be able to come up with a, a cool, chill song. Even your band. Um, like, hopefully one day we just get that chance to jam out together a little bit i don't think we've ever yeah. had a little jam no, i don't think so 
Well, maybe one day. You never know. Maybe we'll ha we'll hit the crossroads in real life. We'll cross paths one day and get to do this in the real world. I like that. Good segue. We'll have to we'll have to get after it. Yeah, dude, for sure. I will put your links. Uh, <laughs> I will put your links below. And that get after it, man. It is real for sure because, you know, it's not that hard if people have like a little dream or a little goal to, you know. A lot of times it might just take reaching out, like sending a message through Facebook or something. So, Yep, that's all it takes sometimes. Well, thank you for doing this, Joe. I'll share it tomorrow. And I'm not going to do any editing and stuff. I like to keep it raw. Damn. We stuff. had a great conversation. Thank you. Hey, it's been my pleasure. Thanks again. Let's do it again sometime. Maybe I'll have you on my podcast when you're in town next. Yeah, I would dig it. Yeah, I'll talk to you and uh, we'll line it up sometime. Sounds good. Take it easy. Yep, have a good night. You too.